Welcome to the Reseller Recovery Podcast, where we invite you to hang out with us, relax, and reflect on your week. All things talked about in this video are strictly our opinions and should not be considered professional advice. Please do not spread hate to anyone anywhere. Well, welcome to the first podcast. Um, I'm not really sure what to tell you to expect because I still have not watched podcasts, but we're going to figure it out together. together. Nikki's still trying to figure out what a podcast really is. (laughs) What is your definition so far? I mean, it literally sounds like a talk show, but with no audience. Yeah, pretty much. We decided to call this Reseller Recovery Podcast. We thought it would be fun, um, a play on words, a way to, I'm hoping this can go live on Fridays. I'm not going to commit to every Friday yet because I'm scared we won't be able to film them every single Friday, but hopes of doing it every single Friday in the future. And I thought it'd be a nice way, you know, we do the Q&As on Mondays, That'd be fun to have on Fridays, like everybody's kind of winding down and it'd be like a little bit more fun and some things we don't get to talk about um, as a week recovery. So reseller recovery. I still have not looked up whether someone else has this name. So if that's true, we might need some help down in the comments making up I'll some I'll be names. disappointed. I will too. So disappointed. <laughs> Question of the day. What does market value mean and why does it matter? We will be answering that question later on in today's episode. I feel like you're like a news broadcaster. That's kind of what it is. This is going to be fun. (laughs) I'm so happy. Earlier we were talking, she was like, is it supposed to be like more fun or is it supposed to be informative? And I was like, it could be literally whatever you want it to be. And I'm sure she was thinking, well, that's not helpful. The possibilities are endless. You guys have a topic that you guys want to talk about. You can drop it down in the comments down below. We do have some, like I have a list of some that I want to talk about personally. And then I'm sure Nikki has some things that she wants to talk about that maybe I stop her from talking about on some of the other videos. But we're going to talk about them um, in these episodes. So let's talk about what's new in the reseller world. Um, I am going to be honest, I don't stay like completely up to date on all the reseller stuff, all the drama, but I do come across some things and without mentioning any names, I was going to bring them up today. Um, we have, first of all, Poshmark has announced and has sent out to multiple people, including us, beta testing for promoted listings. What are your thoughts on that? I think promoted listings are stupid. <laughs> so if I don't have to be censored here, I'm not going to be. So I'm just going to say don't. it. So we don't use promoted listings on eBay. Like we just, we generally just don't. So here's my theory, right? If you're buying good enough items, you shouldn't need to promote them in the first place. Also, how many people are promoting listings that literally get placed on pages that have absolutely nothing to do with them? The amount of times I search, like, I don't know. This is really dumb to say, but like American Eagle women's jeans, right? I don't search that often, but if I did and I get like a pair of men's joggers, Mm -hmm. like it has nothing to do with what I'm searching because I'm looking for women's pants. You promoting and putting men's joggers has absolutely nothing to do with it. In my opinion, you're wasting your money because why are you spending like a larger portion of your sale for it to be shared on a page that has absolutely nothing to do with what it, it should be? I think the problem also becomes like, If people figure out how promoted listings work and they know that if, let's say, Lululemon's a popular search right now, they may have a a legging that's like a different brand. Like, I'm trying to think of one. Like, let's say, what? Aloe. Aloe. 
yeah, let's say it's aloe yoga leggings are what you have, but you know that Lululemon pulls the most in searches, not saying that's the case, but like theoretically. Then if you're doing a promoted listing, you could put the tag in the description Lululemon and hope that it would pull it through to those promoted listings. And I think that's what happens and why we see so many of those because it's just like similar keywords or maybe even keyword spamming. But I agree. I get frustrated as a buyer because it I see takes stuff. You off. I see stuff that has, it has nothing to do with what you're searching for. I will literally search something on Poshmark and filter to like a specific brand and then like not like Reformation. Mm -hmm. Reformation on Poshmark is atrocious. There's literally express dresses listed as Reformation on Poshmark. Yeah. I've seen it. And I get it because you're right. It does bring people to you, your listing, but it just takes me off. I don't want to buy it. Yeah. It's false. There's also, I mean, first of all, I've actually spoken with people at Poshmark. I'm not even sure how much I'm allowed to share, but I've done a couple of calls with some of the, I guess I'll call them developers on Poshmark. People from the team that are looking to implement new things. It's been what, two now? Yeah, two or three, I think. Two or three. And this topic actually got brought up during one of those calls. And when that happened, we were discussing they asked me my opinions on eBay promoted listings and I was like, yeah, I hate them. Like <laughs> I went deep into it. I was like, I don't think it's fair to sellers. I don't think it's fair to buyers. And they were like, so you think that the biggest issue is relevancy? And I said, well, that, and I don't feel like you should have to pay to play. Like I hate the paid to play. I already hate sharing and having to pay for a sharing service just because you have to share in order to be on Poshmark and make sales. Posh is so needy. Like, they are and they're not. Like, yeah. nothing against Poshmark, because I love Poshmark. It's easy to list on. Like, for the most part, it's very, like, user-friendly. But at the same point, like, it's it almost comes off as, like, clicky in a way. Yeah. Like, if you can't invest every single day sharing every single item that you've listed, then, like, you, you don't get as much relevancy. And I just, I don't understand that. Like, I just don't. Yeah. And at this point, we're going down a big rabbit hole here, but... If everybody's paying a service to share or everybody's sharing every day, then why are we sharing anymore? Like, right. it doesn't make sense. Same thing with promoted listings. If everybody pays to do promoted listings, sure, eBay and Poshmark are making more money. Great for them. But the relevancy, you're still going to fall down in it. Like, it used to be when you first did promoted listings and not very many people did them, you did have a higher likely chance of your items being found. But if, I want to know. This is, again, side noted. But I want to know how many, like, what the percentage of people on eBay or, on, well, Poshmark, not yet, but on eBay that promote their listings. Because if it's, like, 50%, like, sure, you might be in the top 50% of being viewed, but the top 50% versus the top, like, 5 or 10% of promoted listings. The more people they get on board with promoted listings, the less relevant that is for you guys. So... Yeah, I'm sure there are some statistics out there. I used to promote listings. Honestly, sometimes I consider it and I'll, on eBay, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Um, and we may even test out promoted listings on eBay soon. But the <laughs> when I did it, the thing about eBay is, and I don't know how it's going to be for Poshmark because I just saw that we got invited to beta testing. I was like, I don't really like it, so I don't know that I want to try it. If you guys want us to try it, let us know down below. Maybe I'll try it just so I can report feedback. But like, I don't know if it's better to just not test it and show that I don't care about it or if I should test it and then give my feedback to them. 
um, let me know down below what you guys like us to do because I'm kind of open to anything. But when I did promote on eBay, the thing with eBay is, and I'm not sure if it'll be the same for Posh, but you only had to pay for the promoted listing if the promoted listing was the one that sold. So if you promote your listing, you essentially get two viewings. One is the promoted that shows up in, in my opinion, search results that don't matter. And then one's like the true natural listing where it falls in the search category. If the promoted one is the one that's sold, that's when you get the dock in okay. your payment. I mean, that's better than I guess eBay. No, that is eBay. Oh, I thought you were talking about Poshmark. Yeah, see, we don't do promoted listings, so no, she has no idea. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess I, I could see the point if if you're only getting charged once it sells, it's not as bad. Yes. But how's Poshmark going to do that then? I thought that's what you I, were talking about. I'm sorry. No, I'm I was saying, over here Googling <laughs> how many, what the percentage of eBay was promoted, but eBay's hiding that information. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I don't really know um, what Poshmark's going to do. I feel like it's probably going to be the same as eBay where it's only if it sells, but like Poshmark fees are already 20%. So like... That's so high. How much, you know, Maybe are you going to pay? Maybe they'll drop their percentage. Maybe. What if they dropped their percentage to like 15% and then charged you 5%? That wouldn't be that bad. That wouldn't be that bad. I'm still like morally against it, but here's the question. Here's the bottom line and what I was going to pose to you. If... Promoted listings takes off for Poshmark or even for eBay. If majority of people are doing it like you just try to look up, there does come a point in time where it's like, well, if I don't promote my listings, am I going to have sales? And so some sellers might be forced to actually use it in order to still play the game, essentially. Yeah, I think that that's forcing people to invest money in things that they don't want to invest money in. That's like cutting out all the little guys, which... I get it, but at the same point, like, what about all these people who just want to sell their own crap? Like, who don't do it as a business? Like, I think that if enough big resellers decided that this wasn't the right priority, then we could protect the little fish. The whales have to participate, okay? I participate, the whale, here every day. (laughs) But y'all have to participate. And, I mean, I'm not telling you to make your own decision or make, side with us, make your own decisions on it, but... It is kind of crappy. Like, it would definitely kick them out where they'd either have to pay additional fees for it, which, like I said, if they only pay once they sell it, fine. But at the same point, that's still profit that's coming out of their pocket. It's still giving people an advantage that they wouldn't necessarily have had to have had before. Like, it to me, it just feels like we keep getting further and further away, not just on Poshmark, but on eBay as well. But it's really bad on Poshmark with the sharing aspect and now with potentially promoted listing like it just doesn't feel like everyone has a fair chance to sell the same items in my opinion yeah i mean i don't think we have an issue with it because it is business wise but i could see for like a smaller person who's like a one-man show that maybe doesn't sell enough to want to invest in like sharing programs and stuff that i don't know what's your final stance are you going to do the poshmark promoted beta testing i don't know you guys can let us know down below i am fundamentally against promoted listings on poshmark especially with there already being like the whole sharing aspect to it which some people have said maybe they're going to phase out sharing with this i don't know i don't know what the answer is um with ebay like 
I feel more inclined to try promoted listings again over there just because they don't have everything else going on. But on Poshmark, like you already have to do the share thing to stay ahead of it. So I guess it really rubs me the wrong way. I'm fundamentally against it on Poshmark. But if you guys want us to beta test it, you want us to try it out and kind of get behind the scenes and see what's going on, let us know down in the comments below. I don't know when that link expires, so I'm not sure if I can get in or not still, but let us know down below and we'll see. But my final stance on that is not a fan. Hope it doesn't come to pass. All right, what else is new in the reselling world? Um, the new quarter just started, so if you haven't already, make sure to use your eBay shipping supplies coupon. Since we've been getting so much stuff from Timu, I honestly kind of forgot about ordering shipping supplies off of eBay. Um, so I just used my coupon and got a bunch of stuff in, and they are so freaking quick. But if you haven't already, don't forget to use um, your quarterly coupon that just came out. Um, other things that have been going on, we don't really like to uh, dive into drama specifically. I love watching behind the scenes though, because I think it's really interesting, but there's a lot going on in the reseller world right now. And I guess just in a general sense, I wanted to talk about it because it seems like more and more, it's just become such a negative environment and I am not here for it. Like there are literally people being bullied off of platforms, there are people that are getting sued. There are people that are being kicked off of platforms because they're being considered as bullying. And without giving my full stance on each situation, I do have an opinion on you know those specific situations, but it just seems like there is so much more drama than there used to be. Can you tell me why these people are suing this other person? You don't have to tell me who they are, but can you tell me what the basis of being sued is? Because I just, I have not heard this. Yeah, it's actually more like um, I think it's I think they're going for more like defamation, but essentially, well, there's a couple that I know about. So one of them, a lot of it has to do with whatnot too. Like I'm kind of glad we didn't get started over there yet because a lot of it's happening on whatnot. But basically, there are a click. There are mm. clicks. Uh, I guess I shouldn't side with one or the other because I wasn't there and I don't know. But there have been mass clicks formed essentially by some groups in the reseller world, specifically on whatnot. And mm. there were some people making fun of another reseller who uh, was very ill. Like she was legitimately mm. ill. And she kept talking about being ill on her streams as she was going through like recovery and stuff. And there are, or there were a group of um, resellers in some group chats and texting and stuff that were basically making fun of her for constantly bringing it up and saying some really nasty, not nice things about this reseller. And long story short, the text got leaked and now there have been videos made on both ends about it. And I, I have seen information from one of the people, the one that was ill, saying basically she's going after them legally because of them talking crap about her, basically. Hmm. Why do people have to be like that? Like, I don't know. You don't see, like, oh, I guess you kind of do. But I was say, you don't see, like, grocery stores destroying each other it's not like kroger versus walmart but that kind of is a thing yeah but 
Um, I don't know. I just don't know if people have to be like that. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Like, people, oh, my God, I'm not allowed to say bad words, but people are S-word. Absolute S-word. I'm going to say it just like that. Because why are people so competitive? Like, we literally had this conversation with Jordan earlier where people are so competitive in the stores and they're just so, like, rude and crappy and they fight you for things. Like, Okay, you want to make $100 off this rack? Fine. Go ahead. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah, people Why? are really rude. And, like, I do get that it's your business and it might be your livelihood, but there's plenty for everyone. And most of the time, and we were just talking about this this morning during our meeting, but, like, most of the time when people come and they're super aggressive at a new rack and they're rude and they're shubby, most of the time when we take a step back and then we come back to the new rack after they've gone through it. They've missed so much stuff just because they were so like emotional in the moment that yeah. they get frantic and miss a ton of stuff. But why yeah. are people like that though? Like, I mean, I don't know the situation. Maybe this girl is faking it. Maybe there's something wrong with her. Maybe she was She's trying not. to make people feel bad for her and get things. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I don't know this person. I don't even know who it is. I, this is the first thing I've heard about it. But why do you care? Are you that self-conscious about your own freaking business that you have to trash talk somebody right. else? Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't freaking say it. Yeah. Like, don't. It almost comes across as, like, a form of stalking, too. Like, this is just my opinion, but, like, these people seem to have followed, like, every live show that they did, listened to everything that they said, watched their YouTube videos, like... They just felt like they needed to be so on top of That's everything. Just harassment. Yeah, of everything that was going on. And now I do think it's like happening on both sides. I feel like people keep going in defense mode and they're going back and forth and the drama continues, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, like when did it when did reselling become this? You know what I mean? When did it become that bad? I want no part of that. Yeah. None. Yeah. Zero. The other situation that just happened was a pop I'll just Again, I'm not naming names. I don't want to say too much about a situation, but a popular content creator um, just got kicked off of the WhatNot platform because, mm. Mm -hmm, because they were making videos about another WhatNot seller who they did not like and think that... Oh, good. <laughs> well, hold on. So, so I do think that, like, there are... Some of the claims this person was making might have been legitimate. Like, I'll just I'll just say that they think that this person is scamming people out of money. So they felt the need to, they feel like they're being the good person by making videos about this person. I don't know one way or the other because I, again, I'm not involved. I have no idea what happened behind the scenes. Um, but they were making videos saying don't support them, don't shop from them, all the stuff. Well, then the content or the creator that it was about proceeded to have like legal ramifications and went to whatnot. And then the person that was making the videos got kicked off of whatnot. Hmm. It's just a lot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I could see it both ways, honestly. But again, when did it become like all of this? My first reaction was good. But then my also other thought is if they were trying to protect other people. Also, what happened to freedom of speech? Like, I see it, but I don't. But they're also costing whatnot money. So I'm sure that's why whatnot really took a stand. I'm sure whatnot really honestly doesn't give two craps about somebody trash talking somebody else. They probably just were mad that they were losing money. But 
if any of y'all are watching and they're scammers, y'all just need to go to whatnot because you're about to get banned too. <laughs> I don't know one way or the other. Like I said, I don't really know what happened. I wasn't there, but I do know that some content that is created mm. seems so malicious and so malintended that it's just like you almost, no matter what they say, you're like, you just don't want to be a part of it because it's just so, so negative. I don't know. Why can't you just say you don't agree? Like, that's what I would do. Like, I don't know. If Kaylee's another reseller and I'm on my own and I'm just like, oh, Kaylee Elaine says this, but I don't agree with it. This is my suggestion. Like, that's fine. You don't have to agree. Like, why? There's no reason for it. But I don't understand why people have to be like, oh, Kaylee Elaine, she's trash because this this doesn't believe in it. Like, you are a piece of crap. I hope your store burns down. Like Basically. Why? <laughs> like, are you that butthurt because Kaylee said, we don't do promoted listings. We don't background remove. My God. If I hear one more freaking <laughs> argument about background removing, like, it was a debate on the live. We literally could not talk about it because people got so upset about it. Yeah. That's cool. If you want to do it, fine. If you want to spend time on it, fine. You want to spend money on a program that does it, fine. I don't freaking care what you do. It's your business. We don't. It has not cost us a dime to stop. Yeah. People are just... This world is effed up. It is. People... Everybody's just waiting for a reason to be... That's offended. true. Offended. That's true. And I'm not even trying. Like, Why? I do feel like this content creator that got kicked off the platform, even though I do feel like the videos come off as very malicious, I do think that in their mind, they honestly, truly believe they were doing the right thing. Probably. It sounds like that now that yeah. I've heard the whole story. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't know one way or the other, but it Are they just... only whatnot sellers? Or do they have other um... things? Because that's going to suck for I them. I think that they both, I think that they both are majority whatnot, but I th believe that they both used to sell on Poshmark. I don't think Poshmark is their main platform, but I do think they could fall back on Poshmark if they needed to. Do I know any of these people? Like, have we talked about them before? Because if after this, you're going to have to give me all the deets because I need to know who these people are and I need to watch these videos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're Anyways. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> Train derailment. I just. Oh, I can't say that either now. <laughs> God, I, I feel. God, <laughs> I feel like some people might be talking about it in the comments, but again, we're not taking a stance one way or the other. Oh wait, at we least supposed to at least publicly, but I do have opinions on it. But not not to everyone. I want everyone to make their own opinions. I don't want. I'm people... fine with that. I just pretty much said it was karma, and then you said we weren't making <laughs> opinions here. Not publicly. Sorry. Not publicly. Sorry. And I think it's good that you didn't really know about the situation so you could see it from, like, the yeah. other perspective. Um, but there's... I do think that's kind of ironic, though. Yeah. I there... did feel really bad for the person losing the platform, but now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. It's not funny. Yeah. It's unfortunate for them. But I'm a firm believer in karma, and I think that a result of one is karma for the other. We'll leave it at that. It. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Wow. That was so good. <laughs> uh, I'm getting this podcast thing. Yeah, you I are. I figured it out little by little. So I don't have a lot to bring to these podcasts. Moral of the story, I'm just coming and Kaylee gives me an agenda and says, hey, we're going to talk about this. 
And I'm just supposed to be the like wacky person that wings it. So that's what I'm trying here. I'm, I'm pretty anxious about this, but it's fine. So my one go-to is a motivational quote. And that'll be for every podcast we have. So Kaylee has not heard this. It says, results happen over time, not overnight. Work hard, stay consistent, be patient. That's so true. I thought that that was good because I think that that like really fits the reseller world. What yeah. are your thoughts? No, definitely fits the reseller world. I think it's really easy to jump to an emotional place when you're a reseller. Even like someone like me who's been on for years, you know, resold, resold on multiple platforms. Like I still have moments like my initial gut reaction is usually to jump to being impatient. Like if we try something new, I'm immediately like, okay, let's check tomorrow and see what the results were. But like you can't, you can't look at things like that. You do have to hold yourself back a little bit and be patient. And you have to say, take a step back and go, okay, it's not going to happen for a few months and you have to be okay with putting the work in consistently even though you're not going to see results and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is somewhere in between those few months from when you start a change to when you see results that's when they give up is somewhere in there. I think that's really true we talk to everybody all the time on live about being consistent putting in the effort and just like keep going and it makes it really hard when you're not seeing any results kind of Nothing coming to fruition, I guess, for a while. So I think that that's really important to know that it doesn't come overnight and that you do need to continuously work hard, put in the effort. And then eventually, like you've done it for so long, one day you'll wake up and realize it grows. I don't think there's ever a like overnight aha moment like, oh, mm. this is it. I think what happens is six months goes down the line and you look back and you compare sales this time versus six months ago and you're like wow there has been a, has been a change it may be like one extra sale a week slowly gradually building um it could be i don't know um like we're talking about timing okay we have a new girl so she's working on timing it may be three seconds faster every single day or every single time she times herself but three seconds six seconds nine seconds like every single time she gets faster it adds up Three seconds is not very easy to find, right? But now all of a sudden you're at 27 seconds. You Now you're about 30 seconds on each item. All of a sudden you're doing 20 items for the day and you've got half a minute. There's 10 minutes that you found. Yeah. Three minute, or three seconds to 10 minutes feels drastic, right? But it's all about the consistency and just not focusing on the minuscule changes. But one day you kind of realize you look back and you th think, I've made a lot of changes. Absolutely. And I think once you do like stick the first time you stick through it and then you see the result, I think it becomes so much easier after that to be patient. Also, if you like just put your nose to the grindstone, like eyes down, focus and hustle all the time, you don't have time to look around and see what is actually happening or how it's adjusting or how much time you're making up or how much growth has happened. Like it's those moments where you've been so nose to the grindstone, so face in the paper, like trying to figure out what's going on. And then you finally take a second to kind of glance up and look around and you're like, wow, we're actually doing this. It's working. Yeah. That's how I live my whole life. I feel I like just, we've had a lot of those moments here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like even just now, like, I don't think we realize how much stuff has grown. Like we know we had the girls, we know we've got employees, we know we've increased listings, like we know all that's happened. And, and obviously those are milestones for us. But if I think about shipping, 
The first time we shipped over 100 items in one day was in September at Poshfest. Oh, yeah. And it's... And we weren't here. No. When we came back <laughs> oh, for yeah, shipping. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we weren't here when it happened. It was that first weekend, and I remember sitting around that table at Poshfest and saying, what's happening? Yeah. And I was being like, what? what is going on? Like, is something wrong? Is Poshmark broken? Like... Something something crazy is happening, right? We came back and we had like 110 or 105 packages. It was just over 100. And we were like, <gasps> now we're almost, I think our max is at 200. So between yeah. September and this is April, two, we've, we've gone up another 100 items in one day in that time period. And like, if you ask what's, what was that one thing that made that difference? I can't tell you because we've been so focused on just, pushing through consistently and there's a lot that goes into it so a lot, yeah I was gonna say I think it's a lot of little things and I honestly can't look back and think it's this one thing and this is what we did I also think back to like when I first started and we had 30 items on the table and I was gonna throw up because I was nervous and I was like oh my god uh, so all we did so far is get stuff packaged and ready to go out I think we had like eight maybe which is kind of low for us so we are going to use the time we save not having to ship as many and use it for sourcing so we're going to start by going to the post office see you in a bit so we have got all those orders and then this is a thread up box that we are sending out yep. if i have 30 in a day like i'm i'm wondering what's going on i'm telling the girls to take the day off because <laughs> like i can do that in 20 minutes like it's fine you know what i mean right so I don't know. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Well, to contrast the positive motivational quote, you guys know that we had to do the mean comments. That's what you guys had requested. And we kind of described it as, have you ever seen the like mean tweets that celebrities do? I haven't even watched the podcast. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> okay. So there's like celebrity mean tweets and they have like celebrities in the studio. I think, it, who is it? Is it like, well, you don't know. Why are you asking me? I think it might be like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or, or somebody does this, but they have like the celebrities who it's actually about read the mean tweets about themselves. And it's like, it's kind of interesting to watch. So this is our version of mean tweets. And let me just say that I don't know what is going on lately, but the amount of mean comments or arguments that have started on just my channel, and I consider us to be pretty like non-controversial like go with the flow like we don't really stir the pot too much and for some reason <laughs> getting a lot a lot of hate lately which I guess happens when a channel grows but it's it's annoying I'll just say that what I want to know is where's the rest of this thread because I needed every <laughs> single line I can print it for you I wasn't going to share it here it was a, I, it was a long one. I needed it for this. Can I be the grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge? <laughs> you can if you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. You be you. I'm gonna be the grumpy old troll. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say, like Nikki said, there's a lot more to this conversation. I'm not gonna share the username. Um, no. We're just going to say what was said. This is the beginning of this conversation, but just know it went on for a very long time after that. But this is the gist of it. All right, grumpy old troll, go ahead. Your strategy of trashing comps on Poshmark is working very well. Thanks. 
If items have been sitting for months, sometimes years, and they don't sell until they reach a certain price, is it really trashing the comps? Or is it that the market? I would love to know what your reasoning is behind that statement. At Kaylee. <laughs> Elaine. My reasoning, based on my experience of the four years of reselling, is that is there are other ways to move stale items. Relisting, taking better photos, checking old listings for errors, etc. The race to the bottom does not benefit anyone in the long run. She's been running a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious as to why you chose Poshmark as your dumping ground instead of eBay. I'm about to dump somebody in the dumping ground. Yeah. I'm going to drop my paper. <laughs> got me all flustered. What's wrong with people? Why can't you just say, hey, why are you doing this? Why you got to be the grumpy old troll from under the bridge who's been reselling for 40 years? 40 years? Like, was eBay even around that long ago? Jesus. I, I think so. <laughs> Can we Google that? When was eBay? I'm pretty sure it's been around for a while. I'm going to give you a minute. eBay founder date. Founding date. eBay was founded in 1995, according to Wikipedia. I think that's right. So, 95. Let's, I, I can math here, okay? But we're just going to do it. Can you see that? You might have to go closer. Oh, I will. Okay. This is 2023. 2023. Okay. Minus 1995. <laughs> That's not even 40 freaking years. <laughs> Come take the damn shelf down. How have you been reselling? Okay. We're not talking about yard sales here, Tina. We are talking about reselling as a profession. This is not your garage sale with your one table. That's a card table from the 60s. This is reselling. I'm just, Why? I'm this is what I want to comment. But you know what? Kaylee says, you have to be nice. These are the people on YouTube. They will troll you. I'm not being nice this time. You said no censorship. You messed up. <laughs> Oh, God. The Squishmallow is coming out. I'm going to need him to hug after all this is over. I don't know why, but I'm kind of picturing, like, a horse drawing a carriage and someone out back of that carriage reselling items. <laughs> like a peddler. <laughs> Can I interest you in this pretty Easter duck? It is one penny. <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? Like, okay, I probably shouldn't make fun of the age thing because I know there's a lot of resellers that are here that are old. I'm not exactly young myself. Just but. to clarify, we're not making fun. At least that's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make light heart of a comment that I feel like is just mean and rude. So. It was so rude. It was very rude. And maybe I took that too far. <laughs> just a little. But, like, these are my initial reactions. When I get the, well, I can't tell you what my real reaction is because she said I'm not allowed to say bad words on here today. But it's just, like, why do you have to say it like that? Okay, you don't agree with it. Fine. Why do you have to say that your strategy of comping, trash comping on Poshmark is working very well? Like, why are you so butthurt? Like, I, I understand where you're coming from. The race, you're right. The race to the bottom isn't 
helping anybody. But at the same time, what what else do you want me to do? I mean, she says things like relisting. Okay, Poshmark, if it's on Poshmark, it's shared every freaking day. Like, if I delete it and relist it, sure, maybe I'm going to have different photos. Maybe I'm going to do whatever. But at the end of the day, and I will say this, and I've said this on every freaking live and every single video, it does not matter how great your listing is if the item sucks. True. I mean, and, and ultimately, you know what that means? We suck because we picked it up and we shouldn't have picked it up. We didn't comp it. Maybe we bought something and it was falling out. Like, Athleta, right? Used to be you could pick up pretty much any pair of Athleta leggings and they were like top-notch sold the next week. They're trending down. Lululemon is trending down. There are, are certain types that are still good. You still get good money all day. There's some of them that are small sizes. They're low rise. They're just nothingness. Like, it, it happens. What do you want us to do? Like, so we relist it. It's still a trash item if we relist it. Maybe we redo the photos. We're going to do the photos the same freaking way that we did before. Like, none of that's going to change. Sure, the photo might be new, but you're going to click the same boxes, especially with Poshmark. Like, all you have is a brand check, a size check, the color, and a description box. Yeah. All that's the same thing. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what... How you would do it different. Now, eBay, yes. Maybe on eBay, you are missing things. There's, like, um, multiple drop-downs you could have messed up. Maybe the title's wrong. Maybe the sizing's wrong. There are opportunities for errors. But if you think that we just, like, trash the market without actually looking at the listings, like, we do. We do look over them. We look at the photos. Are we missing something? Is the size right? What's wrong with it? Like, we do try to figure it out. Like, we don't want to take a profit loss on anything. Who does want to take right. a profit loss? But at the same time, that's holding a place in inventory that we need to get rid of. We give it so much time with Markdown to sell, and if it doesn't, then we end it, take the loss, and it's gone. We just don't keep it anymore. Right. And, you know, I'll recap the rest of this conversation, but basically, first of all, thank you to everyone that came to my defense, which... Most people were like, why? I hope she watches this. <laughs> they were like, why do you even bother responding to people, right? Well, first of all, I don't know what it is. It's in my DNA that if something untruthful is being said, like, I need to correct that. Like, you've, you've got to stick up for what's right. And unfortunately, there are, what is it, like 21,000 people now watching my channel. Like, I don't want any of those 21,000 people reading that comment and thinking it's correct because while you can have your own opinion there is also a right and a wrong way to do things and if people read that comment and they just think that you know, i guess what this person was saying was never drop your prices because you're tanking the market just only rework your listings and keep it in your inventory until it sells i don't want someone to read that and think that they should do that because in most cases that item is not going to sell and you're going to end up having stuff in your inventory like I did for multiple years at a time using the method that this person was saying which is relist, take better photos, rework the listing. I did all those things and some of those items are still sitting here two years later. So then what do you do? And I think that's what you were getting at. But recapping we just went back and forth and back and forth they were relentless and i've got to give them this that they stuck to their guns and basically told me i was lying they said the truth hurts huh and i was like that ain't the truth like what are you talking about 
Um, but we ended up saying, well, I guess I said, I think I'm you know, done with this argument. Like I can see that we're not gonna see eye to eye. Um, but the reason that we respond to these things and also respond to like live comments and stuff is because we don't want people thinking that that's correct. That's one way to do it, but it might not be the best way to do it. And I worry for anyone that thinks the way that this person does. Let's also talk about the fact that Posh is like an auction site in a way. Like yeah. with closet clear out, like that's what they want. So if I do, um, I'm making things here. If I do closet clear out and my item is $10, okay? So I do closet clear out, it's gonna drop it down, right? So say eight, I'm just rounding. I know that's not right, but we're gonna say eight, okay? So then it doesn't sell in that closet clear out. So closet clear out's over, I can put it back to whatever price it originally was, okay? Well, now a month later, I go to do closet clear out again. It is closet clear out off the lowest price. So it's going to say, see that I already took it at $10 or at $8. And now I have to take it lower than that. So maybe I go to seven. This goes on month after month after month, $6, $5, $4, $3. Guess what happens when you get to $3? Pew, not for sale. It's not even an option anymore. Poshmark does not want items on Poshmark once they get to a certain certain price point. If you don't believe in closet clear out, fine. But are you not accepting offers? Like Posh is a place for offers. So you mean to tell me that this, I'm calling her Tina, that's not her name. So if you start looking, <laughs> that's just a random thing I came up with. Sorry to anyone named Tina that yes. watches this. Sorry, Sorry <laughs> Tina. But if, if Tina lists this thing for $100, because that's what the value of it she believes is, okay? First of all, where the hell are you getting your numbers from? That's what I want to know. But second of all, whatever, $100, right? You do not accept offers. You do nothing to get rid of it. How long are you going to let that sit there for $100? You're not going to say two years from now of no offers. Somebody offers you $80 for that item. You're not going to take it. According to them forever. According to them, you're just going to sit there and wait until it sells. And you're not going to accept any offers for it. Whether it's eBay or Poshmark, you are not going to take anything less than what you originally listed it for. So if, if I find an item, I'm going to just make this up, a Ralph Lauren men's linen blazer, right? They comp all day $75 online, right? 100% linen. You do not want me to take any offers less than that. is not, not good enough for you because I'm costing the market 22 cents. Like, Seriously, like I, I don't understand what your thought process is. What percentage for Tina is okay for us to accept an offer on? Like, Tina. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what's your cutoff? You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is for this person, wait, I want to talk to him. I need, I need to go comment on this. But like, what? Where is your cutoff? Like, what is okay and what's not okay? If you do not believe that we should mark anything down because you're marketing, you're dropping market value. I want to know what your closet looks like. How many items do you have in there that have been in there for year after year after year after year that you're not selling? Because I can guarantee not every single item that you pick up is 100%. They're going to blame it on us. They're going to say, well, it's not selling because I, myself as an individual, tank the market. So let me just ask you a question, right? We're we're talking about Walmart here, right? We talk about any retailer. Talk about any online stores. Lululemon. We talk about... um, Walmart, we talk about Kroger, we talk about how the gas station, right? Do they not do clearance? Does them selling a, a Kit Kat at 50% off because it's about to expire 
make the other Kit Kats less valuable? No. Like, it, it's the same thing. Like, you take whatever profit you can get off something once you realize that you've overordered or made a mistake. Lululemon's doing the same thing right now, right? They're transitioning from fall into spring, and then when they go in from spring back into fall, they're going to discount all their spring off. Does that make their items less desirable? No, they're still desirable. Sure, people might wait to buy those items until they're on sale, but just because they have leggings in a spring print doesn't mean that they're not going to fall, not going to sell the fall print. Like, you're delusional. I don't, I don't understand what your thought process is. And maybe we can work through it together. And if so, I, you send me a, a message on, on the Instagram or on the YouTube and she'll show me how to get to it. And we can have a legitimate conversation. I will call you, Tina, and we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep laughing? It's the Tina. <laughs> but like, hear me out. Like what, what is okay for you and what's not okay? Like, a discounted Kit Kat tastes the same as a regular Kit Kat. You know what's funny? I have legitimately, I'm not kidding you, every single time somebody wants to argue with me on my channel, I want to comment and say, would you like to come on my channel and have a live conversation about this? We should this? do it. I've thought about doing it, but then I was like, well, how's this going to work? Like, what if they say something completely atrocious that gets you know, us demonetized or something. It couldn't so. be live. It would have to be recorded. Pre-recorded, yeah. So I just, I've honestly thought about doing that, but I know most people would back down and not do it. I love what you were saying in regards to the Kit Kats, though. Like, that's kind of true about listings. Like, your listings almost expire after a time when they become undesirable, out of season, you know, have been sitting for too long. Like, I love that metaphor, I guess. Yeah, you have to yeah. start marking things down once it's out of season or it's going towards expiration date. Like, yeah. you ha you have to. Yeah. If not, then you get to a point where you shouldn't eat it anymore. Not saying that maybe people don't, but there's an expiration date for a reason on most items, right? Once you get there, you have to toss it out. And for us, that's pulling an item and donating it. And we still do that. But we do give our chance to make as much money on it as we can to make money back. And I can guarantee we're not the only one. If you scroll Poshmark right now and filter to the cheapest options on Lululemon or cheapest options on any brand, you're going to find people who are accepting offers. People specifically shop Closet Clear Out for those reasons. That's why people use Poshmark. Right, right. Well, thank you, Tina, for this topic, which brings us to our question of the day again, which is, what does market value mean and why does it matter? We're going to start with the what does it mean first. What is your definition before we read the oh, actual sorry. definition of it? What, I, what would you say is market value to you? I would just call that like the average, I'm going to call it like an average sales price. So like if you, we comp search something, what generally the value of those items is um, in comparison to what we actually have. So again, it has to be relatable. It can't just be like lucky brand jeans and just putting lucky brand jeans. It depends on the style. It depends on the size. It's getting as, as niche down as what you can. Um, but I would say that it is like the average value. I like that. Before I actually read the actual definition of it, my I always said what market value was to me was just what someone was willing to pay for an item. Like yeah. that is what I considered market value. 
Google's actual definition for market value was very vague, <laughs> so I'll tell you what it says, and then I'll tell you what another definition says, which is a little bit more clear, which is the amount for which something can be sold on a given market. That's Google's definition. Um, a more in-depth definition was market value is the highest price that a willing buyer will pay for a good service and the lowest price at which a willing seller will sell it if both the buyer and the seller have all of the relevant information concerning the purchase and the good or service that has been exposed to the market for a reasonable amount of time. Something interesting about that that I found was the reasonable amount of time and also the willing buyer. Willing buyer and willing seller. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was kind of interesting because I guess I always think of it as from the buyer standpoint, like I feel like the buyer kind of sets the value in a way. Like I just before this is why I always interpretate, interpreted, that's not it, interpreted <laughs> it, um, is it doesn't matter really how much the seller wants for it if the buyer is not willing to buy it. Yeah. So I think it's it's really like a negotiation, kind of like those posh offers, right? Counters, yeah. You know kind of where you're at with it and you you keep working closer and closer and closer until you meet that I guess would technically be considered the market value is where you guys meet in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I found it interesting that they said they gave it as a range. Like it wasn't an exact price. It is the highest amount to the lowest amount. So a range in there, which is kind of what you were saying, which is like an average of yeah. pricing. Uh, so what does this mean in terms of reselling? What would you consider market value in terms of reselling. For me, it is what majority of your buyers are willing to purchase an yes. item or similar items for within a given range. And in my opinion, we always try to stay within that range. Now, some people like to go to the higher tier of that range. Some people like to go to the lower tier of that range. We tend to fall in the middle. It's usually where we try to stay or slightly below, like, I'm talking like one or two dollars. Like, it's nothing crazy. Um, yeah, Tina, we're shooting for the middle. We're not trying <laughs> to just lowball everybody and then accept offers. We're shooting for the middle. There's still all these people up here in heaven who are just high rising, and then we've got all these people down below who are just like, I'll take what I can get. We're not those people. For me, if you're tanking things that's the like one dollar auction stuff that's on ebay like that that to me is tanking the market yeah i could see that but it's still your item you do the heck you want with it i don't care yeah yeah i think that's interesting so how does a market get tanked and is it even possible to take a market like what would it take because i'm telling you right now one person cannot tank the market it's just that's not possible I mean, I would say technically, in my opinion, what tanks a market would be everybody price dropping stuff significantly. So, I mean, we take stuff based on comps, right? So if we're pricing based on comps and everybody all of a sudden starts dropping prices or selling things for a lot cheaper, sure, we might mark ours a little bit cheaper, which honestly does happen sometimes. Like we do, there's times where I'll comp something and I'm like, absolutely not. I know I can get this $35 for this and these are selling for 20. Like y'all just got desperate. You still have a, a right to price higher than other people. Um, but the thing is, I don't think there's technically a way to really tank, tank the market. Like if you're crazy enough to sell $60 Lululemon leggings for $10, sure, they're going to sell, but not everybody's willing to do that. And I think that's the most important thing of this market value is that it's both the buyer and the seller. 
just because one seller decides that they're going to pay or sell it for $10 and one buyer decides doesn't mean that there's not other buyers and other sellers who decide that that market value is higher. True. And I think this definition of has been exposed to the market for a reasonable time really plays a part in the value of something tanking because something does not tank overnight. And I do believe that things can trend upwards or downwards, but those happen in phases over time. It's not like we woke up one day and Lululemon just the day before was selling at an average price of $50 and now it's an average price of 25. Like that got phased out little by little over time. And I think what Tina failed to realize was she only was looking at her supply and not demand. And you have to look at both supply and demand. That's what I was going to say. I feel like market value is is decided based on desirability. And if it's not there, like we're not tanking the brand. The brand is tanking. Yes. And pricing follows. Um, the store would do the same thing. Like if you were in in the Lululemon store and they had an entire shelf of leggings and they weren't selling and they weren't selling and they weren't selling, they're going to have to discount them to make room for something else that will sell. They're not going to hold up value. I could go on a whole weeds on this, but I don't know if y'all know this or not, but in stores, specifically we'll talk about like grocery stores, people actually pay for their place on certain parts of the shelves based on height level, based on location, like they pay for that. If you're consistently putting something on that, then the store might come back and say, look, you're paying for this spot, but you're not bringing us any revenue. You can't have it anymore. Same thing would happen in, in Lululemon, right? They have an entire leggings section and the legging section is not performing, but maybe their top section, this is not realistic, okay? But their top section is like booming and they keep selling out and nothing's full because they just keep blowing it out and they need a bigger section. They're gonna take the legging section to fill with shirts because that's what's desirable. Brands tank. Market yep. money, market value, pricing does not tank brands. The brands tank, the, the price follows, and something else replaces that. If Tina has too many things in her store that are sitting, why do you keep laughing every time I say Tina? I'm reminded of Napoleon Dynamite, which you've done a lot to me this week, but you're reminding me of Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. It's like, they're over. Y'all, I took mozzarella sticks out of my, <laughs> out of my purse. One day, and apparently I'm Napoleon Dynamite. Like, they were wrapped in a paper towel. I had them for lunch. I brought them back. <laughs> if you guys have watched Napoleon Dynamite, I thought of the scene where he had the tots in his cargo pocket. And he's, like, pulling them out. of a fanny pack. No, I think they were in his cargo pants. Oh. And he's, like, pulling it out in the middle of class. And someone's like, Napoleon, give me some of your tots. <laughs> She's just pulling mozzarella sticks out of this wadded up. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, but my point was, they don't tank the value of the yes. item. The item tanks. Breathe, okay? Keep it together. Don't say Tina. <laughs> <laughs> the item tanks, the price follows, something else replaces it. If you have too many of those non-desirable items anymore, yes, for you to sell those, the market value has gone down because you held on too long. Now there are other things that are filling in that void of desirable 
If you don't get on board, you stay behind. It's the same thing as any other retail business, any other clothing business. If you are not on trend, you lose place. Every year, the aesthetics change, the styles change, what's hip changes. If yeah. you are not on board with that, if you do not also source style-based and, and follow the comps on what's trending, go to Google Trends. It'll help you. If you do not follow along with that, then you do get left behind. And I think Tina here is getting left behind. Yes. Yes. I think they're a very frustrated <laughs> individual in like their I business. Did. Maybe not. I, I thought know. I heard them like... <laughs> they were earlier. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So... I'm sorry. Why does market value matter in reselling? So you know what to price your items? Yes so that your items will actually sell. If you're yeah. someone who, we were talking about that range earlier, you know, there's some people who, I don't know, let's say a J. Crew top, let's pretend it's 100% sell-through rate. Probably not, but let's pretend it's 100% sell-through rate for the item that you've got. Let's say you know it's probably going to sell. There's some people listing it on the top end of $35, then you've got the lower end at 20, if there are that many people with that same item and you're pricing on the top tier, more than likely your buyer is going to choose something on the lower tier because they have more available to them. It's you know not a rare item. So you have to, you're almost forced to price within that average or slightly lower. Now I will say there are there is something to be said about you've got a really great store, you've got great customer service, you've got great photos, you respond quickly, you've got a fast shipping time, which a buyer may possibly be willing to pay slightly more. But it's never going to be more than like five bucks. Like, no. I don't think someone's going to be willing to pay an extra $10 for that service for somebody that has decent service who has the same exact item or something very, very similar. So you really need to pay attention to market value. You never, probably never, I'll correct myself, probably never want to be at the higher end range of that um, because you're going to get left behind. There's other people, there is competition, and you just have to play it smart. And that's what we're trying to do. Sometimes we increase our value <clears throat> if there's not something identical. Um, yeah. We may add a couple bucks here and there if we've got something that's heavily embroidered or if you know we have a larger size that we're the only size extra large on the item. You know, we actually may up the value a little bit and we're increasing market value in that way, but the supply is very low. So we can demand what we want for that item. But in most cases, you're gonna have similar items. In some cases, you're gonna have the exact same items and you either have to price lower than everyone else or right where everyone else is at or get left behind. Ditto. Poor Tina. God. So thoughts on it. We're going to continue pricing the same way we've done and we're going to continue dropping prices on things that have been sitting. And to be fair, we don't even drop prices until three months later, which I feel like is a pretty reasonable amount of time to give for an item to sell. I wonder if Tina follows the sell through rate. I like, would I wonder say if that's her not. sourcing strategy, because if so, I don't understand. I doubt it. Hmm. Yeah, we're going to keep things the same. Nothing's changing. We still try to sell them for a while. If they don't sell, 
we're gonna marky marky. Sometimes even just dropping stuff. Like when we drop, we're dropping by like five to 10%, usually 5% once a month. It's usually only a couple dollars that gets an item to move, which just shows yeah. you market value wise, like how much a couple dollars difference can make. You think $25, if you mark, take off 10% of, of $25, you're only taking up $2.50. So if you think about that, now you're at about the $22 mark. That's not, not huge. Think about how many months something has to sit before it gets to $3 on. I'm going to do the math. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Where were we at? Nope. 19. So 19 months. It would take 19 months. Month and so a, half, a, year a year and a half. And about. a half-ish. A year and seven months. For us to drop a $25 item down to $3 and have to end it off Poshmark. If you do not sell an item... In a year and a half, at three dollars, three, three dollars, it belongs in the dumpster. <laughs> it does. This it's is not this sell. is after you've made sure the list. There's not something fundamentally yeah. wrong with your listing. Yeah, but that's the first thing we do. Like we got to mark things down. We're like, okay, wait. Like, how is this still selling? This doesn't. Like, how is this not yeah. sold? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, we look through things to make sure it's right. Not to mention. We have multiple things in place to try to prevent us from making mistakes. So not that we don't, because we still do, but <clears throat> a year and a half of just Poshmark, marking stuff down 10%. Not to mention it's on two platforms, eBay and Poshmark, which is double the chance of it being seen and it's still not being sold. Yeah, cut your losses, move on. Sell that shit. Well, thank you guys so much for visiting us on our first episode of Reseller Recovery. Hopefully that name stays, because I do really like it. I hope Me that too. you guys feel recovered from the week. If you guys have any topics that you guys are interested in or want us to talk about here on the show today, you can drop them down in the comments below. I'm sure we're going to get a lot, so we'll filter through them as needed. But this is a way for Nikki and I to discuss kind of what we want to discuss. So I'm sure we're going to pick out what we're most interested in. But it was really fun, and hopefully we didn't fly off the handle too much. I think we're good. Sorry. I didn't think you said anything that I wouldn't have said publicly. Sorry, Tina. <laughs> we made it. You're the first podcast. We I did, did one. I did, did my first podcast. Do you get what it is now? Kind of. <laughs> it's just me talking. I just don't know why anybody would want to watch it, but we'll see how many views it gets because if y'all watch it, we'll do another one. But I really, she just gave me a paper and told me to wing it, which is how I live my life. So, yep. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.